We don't have to come to God like somebody else. We come to Him like we are. And a lot of times that means that I start my prayer time with, God, just show me my heart. Show me where I am. God, show me truth about myself. So I know how to follow you. Sing this prayer with us. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Sing that again. Here's my heart. Here's my heart, Lord. Can you pray that to him? Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak truth, Lord. Speak what is true. I am
sing this prayer to him. You are more than enough. Can you sing that? appreciate the living God. My name is Evangelist Gita John Bosco. By the grace of God, uh, this is Heart of Worship, National Ministry Africa. We glorify the living God for His mercy and His love for having given us another opportunity to be in His presence. Please, thank you so much for joining. May God bless you. And uh, one of the things that we are looking at, today we are going to look at freedom. And we're asking ourselves, where is our freedom? Or where is your freedom? And we are going to start understanding. Of course, it has not been the theme for the week. The theme of the other week, it was <laughs> the power of hope. Now we are starting freedom. But uh, it's going to be like an interjection whereby we are going to talk about the history. <laughs> Something uh, very interesting. And let me... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is so this is so interesting. But let me even read it for you. Uh, <clears throat> this is the statement that we are going to deal with. I know it is very difficult, and most of you people you experience this. But I'm coming up with something which so which says unsolved histories. What what do I mean? And uh, in the in the in the simple explanation I made down there, I said that what the world see about us, where is our solution? Because we have background, and when I'm talking about freedom, in other words, we always look for freedom. Always we want to have freedom in life. And there are so many things we feel like we want to be free from them. But our past speaks a lot. And our mentalities and our minds are always leading us, and we always feel like we cannot go ahead because of our past. Have you ever realized that? Look at yourself. Make a flashback. From your childhood, what are the some of the things that people know about you? And right now, what are they now trying to use so that they can let you down? People are using your history. People are using your past to let you down. But how are you going to make it? And these are the some of the things that we are going to learn and we are going to pass through. How can we use the biblical knowledge 
Are we blind? Are we ignorant to the biblical knowledge about our past? If the scripture says that now leave the old, the old has gone, the past has gone. Now focus on something new. It means there is a purpose as to why the Bible tells us that. Because the more you lean on your history, the more you lean on your past, that's the more you're going to be retired. If you cannot learn from your history, then you're going to be deteriorated to go back. Therefore, you need to know that by the grace of God, let your history not tell or not predict or not even dictate your future. And there are a lot of things that have been happening in our lives. That's why we are looking for freedom every time. Now, since that we are going to pass through all these teachings, we shall understand that we shall reach at a moment and in a position whereby we shall need to uh, flow and walk according to what God's word is. No man is going to wake up in the morning and discourage you in your life. Because God has brought freedom in your life. Feel free that the word of God speaks positively in your life. Even God knows in there are certain moments and times whereby you failed to reach on the standards. But guess what? He speaks and says, there are so many scriptures that are calling us back to God. Once you shall turn back to me, I will turn back to you. That is an encouraging word. That once you shall repent and you turn your eyes to me and you turn away from your uh, from your iniquities you turn away from your wrongdoing I'll have mercy on you I'll even forget your sins human beings cannot forget what you did to them you cannot forget what a person did in your life you never but the Lord forgets and this is amazing Henry Pro, you can call again I haven't yet seen you on the dashboard you can call again please but this is what I'm talking about, that human beings, we cannot forgive people and forget. We always forgive, but we just give them what we call a moment of doubt. When they do something else in our lives, we remind them whatever wrong that they did in our lives. In other words, we have no freedom when, it, when we let our lives to history. We need to reach at a point whereby we're no longer leaning on history. And as I'm unveiling this theme, as I'm unveiling all these episodes we are going to pass through into these teachings, and as we shall be listening to different men of God and women of God, we need to come to the position and understand that we have Christ who has given us a chance to look forward, to look into what the destiny is taking us through according to his guidance and will, but not according to what our past speaks in our lives with a short break i'm coming back and i'm li- i listen to some of you what could be your point what could be your take have you ever been in a moment and you feel like your past is taking over you this is the time that now we have come to discuss and get to know that we have another way to learn these things There is no fear, there is no doubt, the one who walked in water holds my hands. You who began this good work in me, you are able. You perfected all, you perfected all. 
We feel like we can do nothing because of what is going on. This person says this, the other person says the other, and then you feel like banangi kati for me what am I going to do? Why do you need to blame yourself? Everyone is looking for freedom. Now, how do we look freedom? We always look for the ways how are we going to make things right? But I would like to tell you tonight that it's not you to make things right. It's God that makes things right. You are not perfect to do that. You are not in a position to do that and it is impossible. But it's only Christ that can do that. Your work is to trust in God. Your work is trusting Christ Jesus and then you give your life to be determined for the change and transformation in everything that you're going to be doing. Otherwise without that it's going to be very very difficult for you to stand on your two feet and say I'm going to make myself right. There are so many situations have happened in life. Maybe you had an argument with a person. Maybe you had a quarrel with someone but you could not make it. And sometimes you fail even to have grounds of apology. And sometimes even if you've taken time to apologize, again things have failed. Why? It's because some people do not want to listen. And maybe you haven't gotten the opportunity to do so. But how are you going to do it? Are you going to blame yourself for the rest of your life? Are you going to blame yourself for the rest of your life? No. You need to know that you have to come to the position where by you put your trust in Christ who can change and transform everything in your life. We have habits. We have problems. We have our personal characters that always are disturbing us. There could be so many cases in life. It could be theft, it could be fornication, it could be masturbation, it could be argument, it could be anything concerning finances, anything concerning maybe anything. What what shall we talk about? Is it all about pregnancy? You got pregnancy and you didn't know how to handle that. And even from that moment because it left a scar in your life, you don't know how to handle that. Whenever every person looks at you, yes, sometimes they are going to laugh with you, but at the back of their mind, they have it in their mind that hey, this person made a mistake. And we always tend to want to correct the mistakes. How are you going to correct the mistakes out of God's context? You cannot do it by yourself. That's why I'm telling you, you you doing whatever you're doing because you're looking for freedom. Freedom does not mean that you do everything that you like. No. Freedom means that you do according to God's glory. What God wants and what doesn't want. The mistake that you fall into, it was a, a, a part of your lesson and you learned and let it be a spark for you to learn a lot of things from that that if next time you do the same thing these things are going to happen therefore there are consequences always that happen to the things that we do in life how are we going to handle that we are going to look for freedom and that freedom is going to be in Christ the only way to have what we call our heart when they are our hearts when they are contented in life that we need to forget our past we need to forget our history If we are to bring back our history, let's bring back our history to give testimonies that our that we we learned from our history. But not letting our history to overtake our future. Because once we lie on history, then we are going to fail to go to the future. 
even when we are studying in schools they are telling us that history is the study of the past events so that we can know what happened and we can apply it in our present life such that we can avoid mistakes in the future that's how we describe history we look at it we get to understand where we went wrong where we did things wrongly and from that that's when we continue we apply that history in our present life in terms of doing things positively knowing exactly what to be done and then it helps us to avoid to do the same mistakes in the future because your tomorrow is the future your tomorrow is the future the more days that you are entering into the more days that you are achieving in life that's your future and if the devil blinds you and tells you that you cannot change your future then he deceives you whenever he brings back your your history and he makes you to get discouraged that's not the right human being that's not a right christian you're supposed to be a right christian you have to depend on your history so that you can change your present and do rightly the things in your present and you save your future because history teaches us our our mistakes history reminds us our strength history reminds us our what our our weaknesses history reminds us our everything that in, in this present life let us apply the right things and then in the future we can have what you call a bright future all these things happen in life look into your life what are the some of the things that always have been letting you down look into your life what are those things that have been letting you down what are those things do you remember that you got pregnant because you're not married now are you going to be on that forever no you have an opportunity stand again is it all about fornication it's all about the mistakes that you've done in life so what are you going to do now the bible says once you shall turn back to god he shall turn back to us and once we need to be in a position and we say okay wait a minute the past has gone the past has gone now i'm doing something new in your life the new has come don't you know haven't you understood it haven't you gotten to know it these are the things we are looking at in the same manner i want to share with you these few words and then i'll complete and we shall continue from there next time one thing that we need to understand that freedom is not autonomy or doing what you feel like doing without any constraints freedom involves structure bondage to christ allows us to be free to be what we are created to be number three freedom is within the context of law we are not under the obedience to the law as a condition of salvation but the moral law and christ's commands gives us a guide to know how to live and to love number four we are truly free when we know the truth about ourselves and the world this means throwing off the lies and deceptions to which we are so often captive because we are so much deceived 
you know you did like this therefore you won't have a good life eh? no one will love you no one will take care of you those are the things that the world tells us because you are annoyed so and so and then they start to tell you you're not going to have peace in this life you're not going to overcome in this life you're not going to have this in your life you think that you're playing to god god is not hearing your prayers who told you are they god they are not god god tells us that our thoughts are not his thoughts our plans are not god's plans That's why when we make plans God guides us because we don't know even how to plan even if it is prayer we don't know even how to pray That's why you always Christ Jesus beseeching us that we need to ask the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows the knows God's heart He's one who knows the God the God's heart How many times have you been offended? How many times have you been discouraged and put down because of something you did? And you feel like and you think that there's nothing you can do. In other words, they let you to be in a position whereby there is nothing you can do. In other words, you have to follow their decisions. You have to follow their advices. You have to follow what they say. It is the only way how God can understand you and forgive you. No way. God did not give us a condition on which he forgives us. He forgave us from order from the cross. He died for our sins. It does not it does not mean that you continue to do wrong. It does not mean that you continue to do wrong. No. But I'm saying we learn from our history. God knows the mistakes we've made and he always interceding for us, beseeching and always encouraging us through his holy spirit, reminding us of the wrong things that we've been doing in life. Now he's telling us that once you find yourself that you have gone astray from the truth of God's word, please come back and repent. And let those who are still writing God's word always bring back this person encouraging giving encouragement giving in other words edifying this person exhorting and teaching this person the right way to do and the bible said once you win such a person you have you have not just saved that person but even you have saved that person from the wrath of God you have saved that person from the hell from the eternal fire not only the soul but even the soul is saved from the eternal fire because of the one person that you've saved you've brought back to Christ i'm telling you we should not we are not we are not meant to lean on people's words that we are not going to be forgiven because we have not done what they want we all we only be forgiven when we have done what Christ wants us to do Sometimes people's advices are not leading us rightly because they are depending on their desires because they want you to be guilty they want you to be guilty yes we are guilty of sin all of us we are guilty of sin but the bible says never forget even you who is judging that you are guilty you a sinner dealing with a sinner you a sinner advising your fellow sinner Therefore let us be in the position of not passing and extending judgment over some other, over other people but let us be in a position of knowing that all of us we need a savior 
and that we are guilty and we are sinners before the living God. Therefore, let history be a lesson to us to learn how to apply in our present life and then how we can save our future, not repeating the same mistakes that we made in our past. But never allow in your life people to use your past to let you down. Never allow in your life the devil to use people or to use anything using your past to let you down. Our God encourages us always to have a way forward. Our God always encourages us to have a way forward. Therefore, this is the freedom that we are looking for. We can only have freedom when we are in Christ Jesus. We are truly free when we know the truth about ourselves and the world. Let the world not divert and make us astray. This means throwing off the lies and deceptions to which we are so often captive. Salvation is not primarily political liberation, as in some theologies. But God often intervened when his people were oppressed by unjust totalitarian leaders. See examples in Exodus, Judges, for instance. Inner renewal often leads to our consequences and renewal of the land. Number seven, the Bible does not prescribe one type of government, but freedom, political, economic, and religious is consistent with the Bible, not contradictory to it. Inner freedom inevitably drives toward outer freedom. That's what the Bible has been telling us. In your heart, this is the inner freedom in your heart. You need to know that God drives, God leads your life, not people. You have to work on your heart. You have to work on your perspective. You have to work on your mind. Surrender your inner man. Surrender your inner person unto God and believe. I know that Christ Jesus, once you trust him with your life, he's ready to change and transform you so that your future can be bright, so that your present can be an example and a little model of the rest of people. But never be discouraged because of the past. You cannot change your past, not until you are in Christ and you put your trust in Christ. There are so many things happened in our lives. And you guys, you know. You people, you know. There are so many things even you think of. Some of them, some of us, or some of you, you ever even wanted to, to rape a girl. Some of you, you ever wanted even to kill someone. Some of you, you ever even slept with people. Some of you, you ever even did what? We ever done all sorts of nonsense in life. Masturbation, fornication, lies, deceiveness, corruption, and so, 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 all sorts of things. During the night, in the secret places, where we are not seen. That's why I'm writing a book which is called The Private Life of a Christian. These are all the things that I'm engulfing and I'm complying together. And I'm trying to give you the entire thing of what, of what I'm meaning. When I'm talking about this, it's all about the private life of a Christian. Our private lives. Where are people not seeing us? Of course, publicly. 
the public life has tried to expose us in a, in a negative way. And some of us, we are lucky that it has been a positive way. Some of us, we are unlucky, it has been a negative way. But what is going to be the conclusion at the end of the matter? Public aggressions, public uh, uh, accusations, public exposures. We've been exposed. The entire village gets to know that you are a fornicator. The entire village gets to know that you were you wanted to rape. The entire village gets to know that you wanted to kill someone. You were a fighter. You used to fight with people. You used to speak vulgar. You used to be alcoholic. You used to be drunkard. You used to practice marijuana. You used to take in all those drugs, abusive, abusing drugs. You used to be a street kid. You used to be all sorts of things. As I'm using the tense, it is a past tense. We used to be. Now that we are in Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us that we are new creation. We are new creation. We are children of God, not born of mother or father, not of blood, not of human beings, but by the, but by the Christ. By Christ who died for us. By the Spirit of the Lord that we are children of God. We are born again. Born again means some, you are from something and now you are given a new name. You're given a new legacy. You're given a new name. You're given a new, how, how, should, I, how should I call it, a publicity. You are given a new appearance and look. When people looking at you, now they're seeing someone who is changed. That's the freedom I'm talking about. You're no longer a grumbler. You're no longer uh, what? What should I say? When you look at all those things, what people have been putting, what people have been saying in your life that has let you down and you feel like you cannot even go ahead. No. You have an opportunity. You have a chance. You have Christ Jesus in your life. Therefore, this is the freedom that we are talking about. We are free worshippers of God. We are free worshippers in Christ Jesus. I have come to encourage you today that the way how people take you is not how God sees you. God is seeing someone who is transformed, someone who is changed. He's always interceding for you. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. We have two intercessors almost. Christ Jesus, the Holy Spirit, they are interceding day and night before the Lord. And they are saying, Father, may you please give him more chance. May you please give her more chance. May you please help her. That is ignorance. She didn't know. She did out of arrogance. She did out of ignorance. Please forgive. Always, we have intercessors. And that does not give us an opportunity to continue sinning, no. But we are given the opportunity, and that's why we have the presence of the grace that we are given the opportunity to continue, always to have a chance to repent. A grace means we are given a gap to repent. Therefore, we pray tonight that may the living God help us to repent before him. May the living God have mercy upon us to repent before him for the sins, for the wrongs, for the mistakes that we've encountered in life, for the things that we've made in life that have led us astray. And we end up not portraying the right picture as Christ expects us to do. I'm telling there is a lot. 
You know, people tend to be judgmental. Even sometimes we tend to be judgmental. The Bible tells us who are you to judge the other because God knows, Jesus knows that even you who passes judgment over the other, you are not right at all. You are not right. That's why he says, Who are you to pass judgment over the other? You are not right. You are a sinner too. That's why he says, No, leave the judgment seat for me. Do not sit on the judgment seat. Don't. Because you are not, you are not the one who is deserving to be there. Jesus expects us to forgive. Jesus expects us to love. Jesus expects us to, to pray for our enemies, to love those who persuade us, to pray for those who persuade us, to pray for those who come against us, to show them love. In other words, Jesus calls for unity. He does not call for anything else. Unity, love. He says that hope, faith, and love, these three, But the greatest is love. And it tells us to abide with them. To abide in them. But the greatest is love. Why? Because love conquers a lot of things. When you love something, you cannot do something wrong to it. He emphasizes love. We want God to help us and give us. and forg- We want Jesus to forgive us, to have mercy upon our lives, to have mercy upon our hearts. For so many ways and so many times, we've been passing over judgment to people, judging them for nothing. Yes, we have done something wrong. But we need to know that Jesus Christ is our everything. He's our everything. Let's continue to pray and believe that Christ can have mass upon us. You can have inner freedom in an oppressed situation, but inner and outer freedom are the most ideal state for human beings. When we read Mika chapter 4 and verse 4, you can record it wherever you are. You can record Mika chapter 4 and verse 4 that inner freedom inevitably drives toward outer freedom. You can have political, economic, and religious freedom and still be in the bondage to sin. You can have inner freedom in an oppressed situation. But inner and outer freedoms are are the most ideal state for human beings. Read Mika. Chapter 4 and verse 4. You shall see it. You can see it. Ask yourself, what's the problem? What do you look into your life and please you remember? With this background in mind, it is not surprising. With this background in mind, It is not surprising that freedom has become a cry for many people that are believers. And that is very true. And that is very true. Look into your life. Look into your life, my dear friend. I'm not speaking this for only myself. Look into your life. Am I speaking sense indeed? Have you faced all this indeed? 
With this background in mind, it is not surprising that freedom has become a cry for many people that are believers. Every believer is looking for freedom because the past is mess. The community knows you raped a girl. The community knows you lied. The community knows you ran away with money. The community knows you slept with women. The community knows you've been conning one another, the other and the other. The community knows you've been sleeping with one boy, the other boy, the other whatever. Oh, that is the nonsense past. But are you going to focus on that? But now you have become a Christian. This is the freedom I'm talking about. You become free. Let not your past lead you. Let not your past dictate your present and your future. The Declaration of Independence sets forth our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We have seen the cries for freedom that led to pulling down the wall between East and West. Every kind of life, every corner in life. Believers should not be the most free to enjoy life and God's creation as long as it is within the structure of how God has made us. We are not free from God ordained obligations, but we are free to live life as God intended it to be lived. Don't wake up in the morning and you say you want to be a girl yet you a man. Don't wake up in the morning and you say you want to be a man yet you a girl. That is a stupidity to the highest order. That is misleading people. You are becoming a little model in a, a negative way. We have become Christians. Let us be in a position and ready to change and be transformed. Because transformation is not coming from anywhere else. But transformation comes from God. It is God that transforms us. Let us allow and accept our hearts to be transformed by Christ. We are suffering from masturbations. We are suffering from fornication. We are suffering from lust. Whenever we see women, we get problems. Whenever we see girls, we get problems. Whenever we see men, our body changes. Our feelings changes. We have even abnormal feelings on certain things. But how are we going to overcome that? And sometimes we are addicted. Pornography has become pornography. How are we going to change our lives and transform our lives? It's when we have put our trust in God. God will change and transform our lives. He says he's at the door knocking, waiting for us to open for him. He's ready to help us. He's not very far from us. He said that his hand is not shortened. That he cannot save. No, his hand is not shortened. His hand is very long. It can reach everywhere in your life. It can change everything in our lives. Our law is to submit ourselves to Christ. Our law is to trust in Christ Jesus. And what and trust calls for and hope and trust calls for patience. Therefore, we need God. We need Jesus. We need to be in a position whereby we are no longer, by the way, judging anyone because of what they have done. But we are out to sit with them and we encourage them, exhort them, showing them the truth. And we do all that in love. As we are carrying out counsel, as we are carrying out advices or counseling sessions, 
we need to do all that through love because it's love that can bring a person back but not fire against fire it's not arguments against arguments it's not forcefully it's not using uh, bigger tones and so on because fire cannot cannot stop fire otherwise the entire the entire, the entire forest will just get burnt we need to come to a position of understanding all these things ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen i would like to conclude in this way that believers should be the most free to enjoy life and god's creation as long as it is within the structure of how god has made us we are not free from god ordained obligations but we are free to live life as god intended it to be lived not according to our will we don't wake up in the morning and we say ah for us we want to live in this way what does god tells us to do what really god expect us to do what let's look into all those things and we get to understand the position of Christ Jesus so these are the complications as i've been reading for you freedom is not autonomy or doing what you feel like doing without any constraints freedom involves structure bondage to Christ can allow us to be free to be what we are created to be and freedom is within the context of law we are not under the obedience to the law as a condition of salvation but the moral law and the Christ's commands gives us a guide to know how to live and to love we are truly free when we know the truth about ourselves and the world this means throwing off the lies and deceptions to which we are so often captive salvation is not primarily political liberation as in some theologies no but god often intervened when his people were oppressed by unjust totalitarian leaders for instance when you look at exodus judges so inner renewal often leads to outer consequences and renewal of the land when you in when you when you make a renew in your in your inner life in your inner man your inner man when is already dedicated entirely into Christ Jesus and you allow Christ to change and we surrender and we say oh god we have surrendered indeed this and this has happened we have done something wrong please we are surrendering and uh, transformers changes this is what happens it's going to be a consequence there are consequences that are going to happen in our physical realm our spiritual realm has to change our inner hearts has to change our inner heart, our bodies our inner man has to change such that the public is going to be fine and when you look at the and i'm going to post my book the cover of my book in a group when you look at the book the book the title is says called is called the private life of a christian but down there there is a quotation and i wrote and i said that the that change yes change your ch- ch- change your change your inner yes change your private life to rescue your public life that's how i i made the comment that change your private life 
bless you your public life. If we are to be rightly and observed without respect in public, we need to first work upon our private life. What when the spirit is changed? When in our spiritual realm we are steady, public life is going to be more steady. And people are going to appreciate that. People they will find no any reason to criticize and accuse us. Now the problem comes that our private life is not yet worked upon. And we always struggle doing our level best that we can make sure that our public life looks well. But again, eventually we end up failing. And people get to know that we are pretenders. Let us allow our private life to be changed totally and things are going to be right publicly. And tonight as we pray, we are going to be praying, standing and recording and beseeching God to help our, public, our, our private life so that we can rescue our public life. Privately, we are poor. Privately, we are envious. Privately, we are fornicators. Privately, we are liars. Privately, we are doing things, masturbators, fornicators, doing all kinds of nonsense. But when it comes to, come to public, we want to show people that we are right. And we want to behave in a certain way that we are humble. Yet privately, we are not. These are, these are all the areas that I depended on to start writing this book. And I believe by at any moment, by the grace of God, it will be finished. And I believe whoever shall read this book, it will change your life. Because I'm tackling and looking at the areas whereby we, the, these areas are so private. I'm talking about the stories where someone is suffering from masturbation. I'm talking about the areas where someone is suffering from lust. But publicly we can't see it. How do we get to know it? It's when the consequence has come out. You went for fornication. And what is the consequence? Pregnancy. And when you get pregnant, that's what happens. And people are going to criticize you because of the pregnancy. In other words, what you did in private, now in public, has, it has come out. So it's going to give a bad name. And it's going to spoil your appearance to the community. You may ask me a question, Pastor. Are you working for the pub? Are we working for the community? Are you are we working for the outside people? No. We are not working for them. But God tells us that we need to work on we, we need to be people who are edifying who are edifying. People who are an example, role models. Because how will the society change? If you are the same Christian, who is involved in the same cases? Right now I might be speaking, but there might be people in this world who are having queries about my life, who are having issues about my life, who are having um, any queries. They have reasons. They have stories. And when you sit them down, they can tell you Bosco is a liar, Bosco is a stealer, Bosco took my money, Bosco did this, Bosco slept with me, Bosco did this, the other, the other, and so many things which I cannot even tell. You can find. Now I've talked about my life. Now what about you? Look into your life. There are people who stand and they say, this person did this to me. This person is like this. 
that's why we need to come to the position as Christians that now we came to into Christ. Now we are Christians. We are a new creation. Let us focus on things that are godly. And that's what the Bible tells us. That the past has gone. Now the new has come. We are children of God. Now we need to be the role models. We need to be examples. We need to be exemplary to the rest of people in the community. That when people see us, even those who knew us in the past, they are going to look us to us and they are going to testify themselves that this is not the boss I know who used to be like this. This is not the boss I know who was stubborn. This is not the boss I know who was a, a lustful man. This is not the boss I know who was this and this. When things have really changed. Why? Because the private life is worked upon. How can we work upon our, our private life? Is when we trust God to change everything in our inner lives. People cannot decide for our future. People cannot decide for our destiny. People cannot decide for our destiny and our future. They cannot. People cannot decide for our destiny. People cannot decide for our future. People cannot decide for our destinies. No. We have Christ. We have Jesus that makes a decision for everything that we are doing. No one should wake up in the morning and tell you, you know what? You're not going to overcome in this life because you did this and this and this. No way. You are not God. And even those who are listening to me, you are not God and don't have any guts. You don't have any guts. You don't have any authority to speak in someone whose life that is going to be a failure, that is going to be a what? God never encouraged you to do that. Jesus tells you, pray for them, love them. Do for them well. Even if they take your shirt, give them your coat. Even if they take your coat, give them your tie. Even if they take your tie, give them your shoes. This is the love that Jesus Christ teaches us and trains us to do. Not the way how people will bring up our points. Not the way how we raise up everything that we're doing in life. Let us be in a position that we are really Christians. As we are working upon our private life, we need to know that no one has the final say in your life. Even if people speak, even if you speak, you do not have the final say in someone's life. And people do not have a final say in your life. It is Christ that, that makes a decision. Do not sit on the judgment seat of God. I repeat, do not sit on the judgment seat of God. You have not even the idea how God understands everyone in this life. Different destinies, different lines, different journeys, different everything. Even if it is to bless, God knows how to bless everyone. God knows how to encounter everyone. God knows how to handle every human being in this life. Never wake up in the morning and you say, this person is not well because I cast that person. Who told you that your mouth has to curse? He says, your same mouth worships him. It's the same mouth that curses people. Which, Christ, which Christian are you? 
Who are you to judge someone? Who are you to curse someone? Who are you to blame someone? Who are you to re- who are you to accuse? Have you forgotten that we are fellow sinners? Now pastor, are you saying that we should not say anything to our brothers who have done a mistake? No. What does the Bible say? Handle them in love. Handle them in love. Even the Bible adds this, knowing that even you you should you may not be astray in your giving counseling. Some people they give counseling as if they are the overlord. As if they are the overlord. They give counseling as if for them they have never even done anything wrong. Jesus was very right. The Pharisees and the scribes, they had gotten stones. They wanted to stone the woman. And he told them just one statement. If anyone had never done it, let be the first person to do so. Jesus did mean that this lady to continue to sin. And you remember Jesus' words. He was like, he told them that go and sin no more. That's what, she to- that's what he told the lady. But this is what Jesus meant. That even you who have gotten the stones to stone this woman, check out yourself, examine yourself. Are you right with me? Are you right with God? Have you ever, have, have, in your life, have you never sinned? That right now, now you have raised a very big case. Now you've gotten a very big case that now you are saying that when right position, you want to blame someone because someone has done something wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to come to the situation, we need to come to the position and to the point knowing that really we are more in need of God's grace than any other person, even more than the person you give counseling to. That's why sometimes I don't blame people. I know it's not my mandate to blame people. That's why I take long. I take long. And sometimes even I wonder what should I say to this person? Because we don't I don't know. Jesus tells us that we need to handle everything in love. But for us we come from nowhere. You why do you do this? Eh? You think now you are born again? Eh? That you were born again. Now you are doing this. What and what? Yeah, you go to hell. You will be burnt. You go to hell. Now where is love? Where is the word of love that is going to encourage this person to be saved from hell? We are not in salvation to be threatened. We are not in salvation to be threatened. Never be deceived. We are not collecting and giving we are not correcting and giving advice to people in the format of threatening them. No. Jesus tells us sit them down, encourage them, advise them in love. How do you advise someone in love? Show the person the wrong he has done, but in love. Not as if we're in arguments. Not as if that for me what I have decided it is that. People can forgive, but they can never forget. It's only God that forgives and forgets. And yet God expects us to forgive and forget. He says, once you shall turn back to me and you repent, even if your sins will be red like a scarlet red cloth, I will make you as white as snow. I will cleanse you. I will make you a new creation. 
That's why Paul speaks all these words that now we are a new creation. We are saved. We have come in Christ. Though certain things have happened when we are Christians, it doesn't mean that now we are out of Christianity. No! Mistakes to happen doesn't mean that we have lost salvation. Doesn't mean that we have lost our Christ. No! He tells us, come back, please. Come back. Now you have realized your mistake. Now you have realized your sin. Come back. Kneel down. Humble yourself. Humble your heart. Give out everything. Surrender. Accept that you are a sinner. Repent. I'm going to forgive you. And I will forget your sins. What a such a loving father Jesus Christ is. How many times do we practice this? No way. Human beings, it's very difficult. If we are to do it, we do it sometimes just for some hours. And the other hours, with tabuka, netufa mumbera, and we become something different, violent. He says, come back, humble yourself, give out your heart, surrender unto me, I will forgive you, and I will forget your sins. That's why always we pray that, Father, may you cleanse us. Let us not be judgmental. Let us be in a position of knowing that Christ is the judge. Let us do what he tells us. What is our law is to trust in him. What is our law to do his rule, his laws, his, his, his uh, laws and, 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 and obligations and so on. What is our daily obligation? What is our daily basis obligation that you given to us by Christ Jesus? Trusting in him. Believing in him. John 3.16 tells us it was his love. 17 tells us that because of the love that he showed us, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There is a promise. That is hope. Whenever we are promised, we have hope. He tells us this world is full of sorrows. The mistakes we fall in, the problems we face, the accusations we face in life, the criticisms we face in life, it's because of the world. The devil is against us. Always brings this and this and this. We find ourselves fornicated. We found ourselves lust. We found ourselves done every kind of nonsense. But he tells us, no, be strengthened. I'm telling you, because I've overcome the world. Therefore, turn unto me. I'll turn back to you. Repent. Just know. Be strengthened in the Father. That is what? That is Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. That be strengthened. Finally, be strong. Be strengthened. In what? In the Lord. Not anyone else. But in the Lord. Because you're not we are not fighting against the blood and flesh, no. But we are fighting against the evil desires, the evil, the evil, uh, the evil authorities, the principalities of the devil. We are not fighting by with blood and flesh. But we find the Christians. We are fighting ourselves. Now, where is our freedom as Christians? Jesus is expecting us to be in unity. He's expecting us to always to encourage each other, reminding ourselves in His Word. God's Word has to be our mandate. God's Word has to be our ultimate, our ultimate um, counsel. In other words, we consult the Bible. We consult the Word of God. We consult the Word of God for guidance. But first of all, we neglect to read the word of God. And then we go for arguments. 
we go for quarrels, we go for rumamongas, we go for whatever. That's why I had opened up a system in my life that when someone comes to me and tells me, this person said this and this and that, I tell you no, I've just asked a question. Answer the question I've asked. Don't tell me the stories. Why? I'm avoiding. Because that's where rumamongering comes from, starts from. We need to be Christians who are in unity, who are in love, care. We've hurt ourselves. We've hurt even other people, and other people have hurted us. So how can we resolve that? Let's come together. Let's be in unity. Let's be in union. Let's be in coordination. Let's be in agreement. And we move on with life. At the end of the day, we are going to end up with the same Father, and that is Christ Jesus. He will ask us, what were you for? What were you fighting for? Why were you against each other? Yes, yet all of you are going to end up in here in heaven. He gave us a promise and that promise gives us more hope. Which promise was that? That this world is full of sorrows but be strengthened because I have overcome. That is hope. That is strength. And he told us, I've gone to pray for you the places in heaven. So that's where you will come. That is a promise, and that promise gives us hope that we have home where to go back. We have a home where we have to inherit. Do you know what it means to be in the life forever and ever, enjoying with the Christ Jesus? Why do we fight? James asks us, when you read the book of James, asks us, where does the conflicts come from? Where does the wars come from? Don't they come from our, 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 our desires? fresh desires because we desire and we do not get we convert and we don't even acquire because we do everything and depending on our desires that's why he says that even if we pray we don't know we don't receive because we don't know even how to pray because whenever we go before god to pray we are depending on our desires so how can we be resolved how can we be justified in that Christians, those who are listening to me, I'm begging you, we need unity in Christianity. We need unity as born again. We need to coordinate. We have to take away conflicts. We need to take away wars. We are children of God. Children do not fight. Children always they resolve issues. And who is our judge? And who resolves our issues is God. If we are hard, that's what the Bible tells us in Colossians. That let us always share. Even the Corinthians. Even the Colossians. Even the Galatians. Paul was talking about all these things. First Peter speaks all those things. He said that if at all you have any problem with the brother. Please sit down and resolve. When something fails to happen. It doesn't mean that we need to put the grudge and we raise up the grudge. We raise up the issues up to the air. We stay with all the agonies. We stay with all the grudges and so on. Where are we going to end with these grudges? Where are we going to end with these conflicts? Where are we going to end with these all kinds of things? Let's come to the position understanding that Christ Jesus is our everything. He's ready to solve, to help. To set us to the pace he wants us to be on. Those who are listening to me, I'm preaching to myself too. I'm beseeching you. I'm begging you. Let's be born again with unity. 
Let's be born again with unity, care, and love. But not separation, but not conflicts, and so on. I would like to thank you for tonight, for listening to me. Let's go in prayer in the name of Jesus. Let's pray tonight. I'm going to request you wherever you are. You pray to the living God. That may the living God give you the freedom. You got to know that never be discouraged by your past because of what you used to do. No. Even the song in the background, it tells you that I won't go back to the ways I used to be. But we put our trust in the Lord Christ Jesus who is giving us strength and helps us to move to our destinies. May God bless you so much. Let's go in prayer in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody lift your voice and declare and say, I that we shall not go back we shall stay we shall not go back to the world we shall stay we pray tonight we believe in your mighty hand we believe in your grace that we shall not go back we shall stay in your presence and that's where king of god father we believe in you we want to put our trust in you we want to follow your, your steps we want to follow in your love we want to follow your right ways. We want to follow what you want us to follow. In the name of Jesus, Son of the living God, we want to follow what you want us to do. We want to go back. It's not all about what the world tells us. It's not all about what the world is. It's not all about the world is leading us into. It's not all about what the world is taking us into. But we won't go back. We shall stay in your line. We shall stay being guided by you. We shall stay being led by you. We want to walk in your steps. We want to walk in your love. We want to walk in your care. We want to walk in your love. We want to walk in your guidance. Under your guidance. Under your love. Under your care. That's why we want to walk in the kingdom of God Father. We are taking away all the conflict. We are taking away all the wars. We are taking away all the problems and challenges that we've been having in life. We surrender unto you, Jesus. This night, Father, King of glory, it's our night of the turning point. We believe and we've come to understand a lot of things have been overcoming us. Masturbation, fornication, lust, lies, deceitfulness, king of glory, and so many other sorts of things in our private life. Our private life has been a mess. Where people are not, it has been a mess. A lot of things are going on. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things we do in our private lives. King of God, Father, through thinking, meditation, and other kind of things. But we pray in your name and by your grace that King of Glory, 
We believe that by your grace we can overcome all this. We can be hoped all this. You speak in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10, that finally to be strengthened in you, O Lord, King of glory, for that we don't fight against the blood and flesh, but against principalities and the spiritual forces and the powers of the devil. That's what we are fighting with. And that's what always against us. The devil is always accusing us, always is always accusing us, putting a price on our lives, going before the Lord, asking for our lives, and asking for to test us, and to tempt us. King of glory, Father, but you are our strength. You are our strength. You speak in your word that you are the true vine, and we are the branches. That without the, 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 the vine, that the branches cannot survive. It is true. We cannot survive without you. Therefore, we want to trust in you, King of glory. Our lives are being dedicated in you. That you our true vine. We as the branches, we will shall even bear fruits that everyone shall admire in terms of character, in terms of behavior, in terms of, uh, of, of appearance, in terms of exhibition. Father, King of glory, we pray that you continue to transform, to change, to guide, to help in the name of Jesus. We are nothing without you. But we pray as we are humbling ourselves, as we are humbling ourselves, our hearts, our minds, in you, O oh Lord, that you lead us in everything that we are doing, that you lead us in everything that we are doing. Our lives are in need of you. Our destiny is in need of you. Our future is in need of you. We need you to guide in our steps. The plans we have in life. We have dreams. We have plans. We have visions. We have op objectives. We have missions. We want to do a lot of things. For the sake of ministry, we pray that you guide us. We pray that you be our guide. We pray that you be our lead. King of glory, Father, whenever you see us going astray, always help us to find ways of no getting out of it. Help us, King of glory, always to be in line with you in the name of Jesus. And we want to stay and stand and walk as Christians who are modest, who are respectful, who are presentable, who are exemplary in the name of Jesus, Son of the living God. We would like to request you, Father, please forgive us with all humbleness, with all our hearts. We pray that you forgive us for whichever trespass, for whichever sin, for whichever sin that we've committed. Please forgive us. Our past is always coming back, reminding us of the mistakes that we made, and we get discouraged. We pray that you forgive us for whomever we sinned against, from whoever we wronged against, from whomever we annoyed. Those that we did, there are certain things we did, and we didn't know how consequently they may come. But Father, we pray that may you forgive us. We surrender. We surrender our hearts. We surrender our hearts. We surrender our hands unto you. We dedicate our everything unto you. Our lives unto you, Father. May you change us. We get dreams that always are not right, that always are not good. We pray that you help us. You are our fighter. 
the angels they are there to serve us we thank you for the privilege we thank you for the love we pray that you help us help our hearts may you forgive us jesus may you forgive us king of glory our names to be written in the book of life in the name of jesus we surrender to the truth of god's word we surrender to the hands of god we surrender to the power of god we surrender to the grace of god we surrender in your power and your will we surrender to your will oh god in the name of jesus son of the living god the living father the loving father your loving kindness you always there you always faithful you always loving father we pray that you continue to transform change our lives we are ready to change we are ready to be transformed we are ready to be transformed those who are sick those who are discouraged those who are already hopeless father may you help give them hope the hope that you gave us that you overcame the devil even in revelation you speaks in your word and you say that king of glory we overcame him by the blood of jesus and by the word of our testimony the more things you do the more great things you do in our lives is the more we testify and king of glory father that is victory to even to send a signal to the rest of the unbelievers that here in christ things are working things are moving things are going on things are happening King of glory father we pray that you continue that as Christians we may not be in wars and wrongs always as non-believers but let us be in, in kindness let us be in unity in the name of Jesus we want to present everything we want to present our children our families our parents our brothers and sisters our everybody king of glory father in your hands we entrust them in your hands in the name of Jesus that we shall never remain the same but we shall be transformed by your power and for your glory to be manifested in our lives in the name of Jesus whatever people shall look at us whatever we shall meet we always handshake we always give ourselves hugs as Christians and we greet each other as Christians as you brought unity as you brought king of glory father the the, the 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 kind of atmosphere where we agree and always in agreement Father King of Glory pray that you continue to teach us your word and we grow in your word we grow in your truth and that's why you say in your, in your word that once we shall know the truth the truth shall set us free therefore we pray under this freedom under this liberty under this liberty we pray that king of glory we shall stand and be the Christians that you've set up to be the role models in this world for people to come to salvation and you are changing even this mission where i'm heading in kamwenge we pray king of glory for the souls of people to be transformed for the souls of people to be changed for the souls of people to come to Christ in the name of Jesus through the teachings through the worship and praise through the experiences of all this, of the biblical truth king of god father may your people their hearts be softened and they come to salvation and father we believe that you are providing for every kind you are providing 
transport costs you are you are covering all the thing that is going to be required and money everything that is required to be worked upon father we believe that in your name they are going to be covered in the name of jesus and even traveling is going to be safely in the name of jesus we pray and in your blood that's where we are covered and in your power that's where we stand to overcome and to win in everything teach us to fight a good fight teach us to run a faithful race teach us to be the right christians and the good christians that you want to take in the eternal life thank you jesus we believe in you and we trust in you in the name of jesus amen and amen and amen may god bless you so much ladies and gentlemen have a good night in jesus name